You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I think maybe it's time. <laughs> what? This is really hard for me to say, but I think I may have discovered something about myself. Oh. And I feel it's like. one of those? Is it a very special episode? I've, well, no, I don't mean <laughs> it like that, but I mean, it is kind of a shocking revelation. I'm a little bit worried about how people are going to take it. If what I'm going to say is true, I mean, laying out the evidence, putting it out into the universe, putting it out into the universe, uh-huh. I'm afraid, I'm afraid I may have discovered something about myself that will be quite shocking to a lot of people. No, nobody will be shocked. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I do want to say thank you to everybody who also goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Audible link right there at the top of the page. Oh, you can, yes. You can get yourself an audio book, Sarah. It's a multitasking book. That's what you can do. A multitasking book? Yeah, what because you basically you can read a book while doing other things. It's yeah. amazing. That's like the only... That's. It's like an impossible feat. Well, and you don't have to tell people you listened to the no. audiobook. Like, you can makes, sound like, yeah. you know, you can brag about all these books. I'm like, ah, I'm reading all these books. And really, you're getting all this stuff done at the same time. And mm-hmm. people are like, you know, people at the office will be like, how, how does she get so much done and read so many books and just seem so it cool? It makes you seem like so smart. Yeah. Except for the books I read. So I just actually finished listening. <laughs> Reading a book yeah. uh, by R.L. Stein called Party Games because I've found that the, I still have the 14-year-old girl inside of me. And sometimes I like to just sit there and zone out and listen to some, like, weird horror book, like, for teen, teen 16-year-olds. That's a whatever. shocking revelation that that's something that you would listen to. This is going to be a show full of shocking revelations. It really is. Think, We're really shocking people today. Um, but yes, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the, the Audible link, and sign up for a free trial. Get a free audiobook. Um, all right, we also have a big announcement to make on this show, but I think oh. we'll make that here in a little bit. So, again, full of shocking revelations today. Wow. But here's the one that I want to talk about here right at the top. And and this is, again, for those of you that have been listening to the show. Greg's revelation gets top billing. For a, for a long time. Well, I mean, it's it's very personal, and it's something that I really think that— It's taken you a while to get here. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I don't think anybody knew we were heading this way. It's just I feel like now is the time maybe for me to actually talk about it. Um, and it happens—the reason this revelation came is because of what happened yesterday. What happened last night, mainly to me, but I guess, you know, there were some other factors in there. And it's this. Yesterday, if you listened to the show, you may have listened to my bold prediction. Now, I make a lot of bold predictions that are almost always, very rarely, inaccurate. See, I'm lying to myself. You are lying to yourself. This is what's hard. This is the hard part. I know. It's like you, because you're so like... Your knee-jerk reaction is to just tell a fib. Yeah. To just fib your way through Well, life. I mean, it's not to fib. I mean, I actually believed it. But now it's like yesterday I like had to sit back and like, take a Well, just a because you inward. believed it doesn't mean it's not a fib. No, but I believed it. So, I mean, I, it can't be a fib if I believe it. I mean, that's just not how that that's works. That's not how that works. That's how the internet works. That's All absolutely right, so, not how that works. So, I made a prediction yesterday that, um, you know, it was Game 7 of the World Series here in 2017. And I made a prediction that the... L.A. Dodgers were going to handily beat the Houston Astros. 
And, um, you know, I think most people probably that listen to the show were like, well, no need to even bother watching because I'm sure Greg is going to be correct on this. And this is where I'm going to call something out that I think a lot of our listeners may not even realize has been happening. And that's I feel a little bit guilty about this. The L.A. Dodgers did not win last night. In fact, the <laughs> they did quite the opposite. Houston Astros <laughs> handily beat them. I mean, it was really never in question. It was. It was. It oh, was after the first. Them. After the first half of the first inning went for like thirty minutes. I missed the first ten minutes of the game, and uh, it was already two zero. So basically, you missed the game. That's that's what I'm saying. Greg was ten minutes late, and he missed the entire game. Well, no, they scored three more runs after that. Yeah, but those didn't really count. It was the first uh, two. Yeah. That, it was the first two that like shook the that shook the foundation. Yeah, those were the first Jenga pieces that were taken out. Of the tower. They really were. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that was weird to me was because, you know, I had clearly made my prediction that they were going to win, and I was watching through the game, and I'm like, okay, well, no, they'll have a comeback here in the in, at the very end. And, and the comeback never happened. And my prediction was not correct. I'm not going to say wrong, but it was not you correct. Ha- that's one of the steps, Greg. I you know, have to. No, know. I am not ready. You I'm not willing to, to admit this. You have to be able to embrace it all. You can't just halfway go through it. You have to do my it. My predictions are almost always correct. Greg. But they're not. But they're, but they're not, not they're not, Greg. They're not. Oh, it's so hard. I've been living this. Lie. Yeah. It's not a lie. It is a lie. A living a fib. Look, a part of my identity is my belief that my predictions are <gasps> so good. I just realized that nibs rhymes with fibs. <laughs> You're a fib and nibs. <laughs> I am not. A, don't, I don't like that. Don't call me I like it fib and nibs. Okay. <laughs> I like it now because all of a sudden you you know that it's like it has a nice flow to it. And you're like, fuck, I don't want people to call me fib and nibs. <laughs> I don't like fib and nibs. That is a terrible name. Are you fib and nibs? <laughs> Stop it. I'm not no. fibbing. Greg Fibbler. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, that was a great this job, Eddie. <laughs> I don't like the way this is going at all. Craig's picks need to be changed to nibs fibs. <laughs> oh, my God. How come we've never thought of this? Because this is not a thing. It's not a thing to have thought of. It's going away. Anyway, yes, the bottom did. line is this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think I may not have quite the effect on my predictions that I thought. So much so that... Have you ever seen the movie The Cooler? Do you know like what that is? Cooler? No. Yeah, okay. The Cooler was a movie with William H. Macy and Alec Baldwin where it takes place in a Vegas casino. And uh, William H. Macy is hired by the casino to go sit at poker games where people are hot and they're winning a bunch of money because just his presence depresses them <laughs> and they start losing. Wait, that's what a cooler is? That's what a cooler is. A cooler is that's somebody... That's an actual phrase. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no real science, science behind it, but it's believed that a cooler is somebody who just their presence just fucks everybody up. Like they that's just, you. Oh, my God. And so they hire him to pretend to be just a, a player, and he'll just go sit down at a table when somebody's winning, and him just being there. Just his, like... Just, they just... It, it upsets of zest people. and, like... And, yeah, and they start that, losing. Oh, my God, that is you. So... Just <laughs> their presence like irritates. It's and, not and like it irritates. It's just them being. Just, it's like they suck all the luck out of the room. Yeah. Okay. So they're like dementors, basically. I don't know what that is. Uh, dementors are in Harry Potter, and they're the ones that um, that guard Azkaban. Where basically they suck all the happiness out of everybody, <laughs> like all the happiness and love, until you're left with just nothing <laughs> but a, a deep void inside of yourself. I mean, the movie actually is fantastic. I mean, William H Macy is perfect at it. Is just being this, you know. 
okay, I'm going to go sit here. And he's just always depressed. And he sits down because everywhere he goes, people stop being happy. They start, they start losing. And supposedly, casinos really do employ, like, coolers to do that. What? Yeah. No. Supposedly. Yeah, that they, they will employ them to go there. I mean, I, I suppose you could look at it in one way. It's just like, you know, their presence is just... Well, there are just they, like, Eeyores in life. I mean, there are yeah, some they're like Eeyores. just walk that's around what, with the dark clouds. That's what them. William H. Macy is. He's just like an Eeyore. He sits down and then... But like a bad luck Eeyore? Yeah, a bad luck Eeyore. He brings so it's like bad Falcor luck to everybody else. Falcor the Lust Dragon and Eeyore the bad luck <laughs> Yeah, bad that's pretty much donkey. what it is. Okay. So, yeah, look it up. Just Google uh, Vegas Cooler and you'll see. That, that people talk about this. Our, all right, so this is like a big conspiracy thing. I didn't realize mm-hmm. this. Our casino cooler's real. Yeah. Like top secret. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. No, that's I, – I can't believe you never heard about this. No. I've, I, when you were saying cooler, I was so confused. I'm like, is this when he's having his mental breakdown? Why is he talking about a fucking cooler? No, not right now. Uh, no, I know. I thought you were talking about an actual, like, cooler, like, sticking cans in. Yeah. If you think of that in the context, it sounded like you were going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a cooler is an unlucky individual, usually a casino employee, whose mere presence at the gambling table usually results in a streak of bad luck for the other players. And so that's what he does. That's that's what they, they hire him. All right, so coolers are like Sasquatches. I'm looking at this. It's like, do they actually exist? And someone's like, well, my friend said that he knew someone at a casino who uh, whose brother was sometimes a cooler. But nobody has any, like, definitive proof. I am sure if if it's Las Vegas and there's this much money, somebody has tried it at least. But, yeah, that's the, the rumors are that they have coolers. So maybe you're using your pet. Pa- maybe you have a pet. Pa- <laughs> well, clearly you have a power, but you're yeah. using it <laughs> the wrong way. <laughs> So why don't we try and figure out how we can spin this into... Well, this is what I want to know. So this may be... I may, after this episode, just choose to deny this episode ever happened. So this just could be a, you know, remember when Greg said that and I'll deny it. I'm... I am... I'm not great at... uh, This is really hard. You can do it. You can do it. I'm not great at predictions all the time. So there that was really hard. I didn't I don't like that. That wasn't even I don't like an the admission. No, you gave yourself like a wiggle out. What well, I mean, you know, I had to add a little bit of an out on the end. Don't I mean a, don't be a fibbler nibbler. <laughs> Stop calling me fibbler nibbler. All right. So <laughs> Greg? Yeah. Just get it out. Just get it out, man. I think I said it. I said it. I said it close enough. Sometimes I might not be very good at... No, that wasn't it. That was dancing around. Uh, It's not dancing around. That was dancing. You were doing a little tip-tappy-tap. I've had a bit of a rough year on predictions. Now, I did predict the Chicago Cubs. I'm not taking that away from myself. I did that. That happened. But this year, not so much. And it seems like a lot of... a lot of my um, predictions, like, shockingly go the opposite way. Like, to where there's upsets. Like, when Iowa State beat uh, whoever they, they beat earlier this year. It was like, or Oklahoma, I think it was. It's like, no, that's impossible. That could never happen. But I predicted that Oklahoma would win, and, and they lost. Like, an, uh, an unranked team knocked them off. And I made that prediction that what other good predictions way did you make? I said the Washington Nationals, they were going to win the World Series this year. And World Series ended last night, and it wasn't the Nationals holding up the trophy. It should have been. 
Maybe in another universe. Maybe parallel universe Greg is talk of the town right now. They flew him out to Washington, D.C. because of his amazing Parallel prediction. universe Greg is like dancing in the streets. Hillary Clinton's president. Yeah, parallel universe <laughs> Greg really, really parallel, lucked out. Parallel universe Greg's like hitting it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's having a great time. Meanwhile, I'm here in this universe, Greg. Just kind of, and I may be a cooler. No, I mean there's something kind of cool to it, about commit that. Commit to it. There's something kind of cool about that to say. Yeah, nobody wants to be around someone who's calling themselves unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> like I have business attachments to you. <laughs> it's like not a refreshing statement for me. <laughs> You're saying like I. Take everything good and make it terrible. <laughs> By the way, we have a joint bank account. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess I have to look at it this way. It's like, how can I, how do I move on from here? And how do I, oh my God, how do I make John, this my advantage? That's perfect. John said about the parallel universes, we're in the sucky half of man in the high tower. Or high castle. High tower. High castle. It's a high castle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think we're quite that bad. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that far. Um, I don't know. You can't see what the other Greg is doing right now, Greg. I don't know what he's got going for himself. So much has happened God, in his sunshine life. Sunshine and rainbows. Just one, like, good luck streak Probably on after a another. sailboat right now or Probably something. Probably on a sailboat. We have our own, like, like travel show. All his predictions are going right. Mm-hmm. My skin actually tans. Is that alternate, Sarah? Yeah. And doesn't and you don't get sweaty? I don't get sweaty. Oh man. Alternate oh, Greg, tropical yeah. Sarah can tan and not be sweaty. Yeah, alternate Greg doesn't sweat either. God, he's got it good. All his predictions come true. Everybody wants to be around him because he just predicts things. That's true, because some people like, like he's written books about some it. people cast a shadow and some people like shed a light. <laughs> he's doing his taxes. This guy oh. <laughs> Fib and Nibbler is more of a <laughs> stop it. more of a shadow. I do not caster. want that sticking. You stop <laughs> oh that my now. God. Craig is like spitting as he's talking. <laughs> he's getting really worked up about well, this. You dare call me Fib and Nibbler. <laughs> Fib and Nibbler like is like Marty McFly when you call him a chicken. Like I am not a fibber. Fib and Nibbler. It just has such a flow to it. I'm God sorry. It. Or it sounds like it could be a drink. We should have a, a drink called the Fib and a Nibbler. A Fib and Nibbler. It would just be like. Whiskey, maybe some pickle juice in it. I can see that. It's mm. called the Fibbin Nibbler. A Fibbin Nibbler. <laughs> anyway, um, since we are in this universe, though, this is this is <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, how can I to- use this to my advantage? Like, okay. what can I what can I do how can you positive? Use the darkness inside of you with this dark power that I apparently might have. All right, let me ask you this. What are you looking to do with this dark power? No, I don't know. Like, Something... are you looking to like try and help other people with it? I mean, I'm or trying to figure to out just, like, like make money for yourself. Like, is this like me realizing like I'm a supervillain and I never understood it and I didn't know it before? Oh, if you were any kind of comic character, you'd be a villain. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'd be, I'd be a face. Yeah. No, I would have to be the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as a kid, I only wanted to play with the toys that were the villains. That's how me and my brother decided you know, if we were getting G.I. Joe's so that way we never wanted the same ones. Mm-hmm. I was always the villains. He was the good guys. He was the G.I. Joe's and the Autobots and Decepticons <gasps> and Cobras. No, and I liked being like with Gem and the Holograms and my sister would be the Misfits. Because I liked yeah. being like the, yeah. Yeah, see, I don't like, like the good. Like being like the good, clear, like 
fam- like fancy, like, I do good. I spread it around. Oh, my God. That is you. Look at me, 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 look at me. Um, And what do I get? A pair of stolen shoes and a succubus. (laughs) Jesus. Wow. Uh, So Should have picked the misfits. So... That's the thing, though. How? Uh, so maybe, maybe this is like my superpower that I am a cooler, that I can cool things. So maybe you need. So to how find... do I use this to my advantage? Okay, so that's what you do. It's a double negative makes a positive. Yeah. This is I think. So you need to find negative people or something or like negative situations, and be around them. So therefore, it you negates their negativity and maybe creates a positive situation out of you. You guys both. Sucking the life forces out of each other at the same time. So if this were a TV show, I would use my cooling abilities because I would go out like undercover and like infiltrate like gangs. But then my presence, since it's depressing to good people, it would do the reverse effect to them. And since I'm the cooler, it would change them. They'd be like, oh, being bad is stupid. I don't want to do Maybe this I anymore. Maybe I just don't want to be like this yeah. anymore. And then they decide to be good. And that's what it does to them. Maybe we have a show out of this here. You know, that's my, that's my power. I just go so in. Greg spends time with depressing bad people. I just depress bad people into being good. That's true because you, like, you're no good to good people. No. No, useless. you're just like, no, you're the worst. Yeah. Not totally the worst. Yeah. I mean, like, really. Because all the goodness that they have, they want to share. They don't want you to just take it away into your black hole of nothingness. Uh-huh. Um, it's being noted in the chat here. I think uh, questioning the believability of this possible show. Our friend Keelan is saying, you're not infiltrating any gangs. Um, I don't know if you realize this, but I think I could actually do a pretty good job. You know what? Maybe you should do. Maybe they should hire you to like sit in the like police station like waiting room. Yeah, and I have a teardrop tattoo, and like some. Oh. And then boy. I could have you know like like uh, like uh, r- tough and rough like on my knuckles or something like that. He's, so people are like, like insinuating that he has like knuckle tattoos. knuckle tattoos. And then uh, you know, and then people look at me. They're like, "Whoa, that's a that's a bad boy over there." You know, and then they'll come over and they'll they'll hang out with me for a while and, and they'll the confess whole, all their like all yeah, their deeds. Yeah, and then when they're around me, they'll be like, "You know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore." I like, think I'm good. I think I'm going to turn the page here. Yeah, I think I'm going to be a good guy. Now. I don't want to end up like that guy. I want to be a good boy. I don't want to be a bad boy. And so then you know, nobody calls himself say. a boy except for you. Well, no, tough guys do. I mean, you know, tough gang members are like, I'm a bad boy. You know, and so yes, so that's what I they can't say. Even tell you how many times I've seen gang members wandering around talking this, about what bad boys. This is why are. I would be great at, uh, at you know infiltrating gangs. I would be a perfect undercover agent. Obviously, everybody knows about this, so I could go in there. And, uh, I mean, what yeah. could you actually do with this I mean, power? I think that's because something you good. Do. I mean, seriously, the Dodgers had a chance yesterday <laughs> until you made that public declaration. I made a very public declaration. You made a very public declaration. Like, I knew what you were doing. As soon as you said it, too, it's like something shifted in the universe. I'm like, and there goes the... Yeah. Yeah. And then in the first inning... Yeah. Like, experienced baseball players are throwing, like, spazzes. Like, right. you can't do... It, it was just a mess. Yeah. You made that. Yeah, I know. So you need to figure out, since this is a gift. I mean, it's a shitty gift, but it's a gift. Well, it is a gift. It is. So you need to figure out how to make your gift worth giving I'm to someone. I'm cursed with extraordinary purpose. No. <laughs> I, th- so wh- what do I do? What else can I do? You know, other than infiltrating gangs, and clearly that's something that I'll have to do. Like, how else can I infiltrate to, like, change this stuff up? Do I need to run for office? Maybe. Or would that I mean, have a you're reverse like, you're effect? You're seedy enough. 
I'm not seedy. You're a little seedy. I'm not seedy. A little seedy. If I ran for office, I, I think I'd be just I fine. I think there might be some, I don't know, you might have some... Some skeletons in the closet? Some skeletons in the closet. Well, sure. Like you might actually literally have skeletons in your closet in your house. It's possible. Yeah. I can't say I don't. That might be wearing my shoes. Oh, my God, the shoes. We will get back to the shoes. We don't have to get back to the shoes. I'm just Another like, time. I'm just trying to get you to break and admit that you like sold them. I did not... I did not steal, steal or sell your shoes. It's like, like this is actually like, so not only the Dodgers, but this is actually like perfect, like 100% proof that Greg takes things away that people really like. God. Take away the Dodgers win. Take away my favorite shoes. Well, obviously, you know, I need to figure out something to do with it. And so that's the main thing. How do I u- utilize my power? I am the cooler. That could Maybe be you could do the thing where, like, there's always that person at the bar who, like, kind of brings down the room. They're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You go sit next to them and talk to them, and then that way they're not taking the fun away from everybody else, and no. you can just absorb it. Oh, God, that sounds like an awful job for me. What if, though, I'm With hired? With great power comes great responsibility, Greg. No, but, okay, what is what is another thing that people gamble at, you know, and where, how can I, how can I get Video hired poker? by, like, a casino or something like that? Or maybe... Yeah, rival, like, poker clubs in town. You could send me to one of them, and I can, like, you know, bring it down. Oh, yeah, they're like poker clubs. Yeah, see, what I need to find is another I kind actually of have, villainous person who wants to hire me. Which I'm not going to say anything specific whatsoever. I'll, I'll say, I have a friend that you might have met. You know, they have, a, like, a, a secret, like, backroom poker ring. I Secret backroom poker ring? Mm-hmm. Well, what is so secret? What, is it just people getting together to play poker, or is, are we talking about, like, big money here? Well, there's money. Are you ratting something out? Did no, you just I'm not rat out? Anything. You know if that's true, you're not supposed to talk about it. I'm, what am I talking about? I'm not talking about Sarah anything. Sarah just ratted out some underground poker ring. What I'm saying, if, if some sort of poker ring existed... Do I have to go undercover? No, I was going to say, I bet that there might be some money in it for you if you sat next to, like, somebody could hire you. To sit next to somebody else. I would be totally down to do that. I would absolutely do that. Oh, yeah. You can't mouth it. I can hear what you just no, said. No, you can't. I can hear the name that you, you just said. You could not because I'm you can to, hear it because you can totally see my... I'm going to bleep that out uh, just to be safe. What? If this is like an underground poker ring that you're can, a part did of. Did anyone hear what I said? Now you're making it seem as if they can hear I mean, if this is like a big thing, that's like a city hall involved, or we have like politicians coming through here. Are you like, is this an expose about something that you're involved in? Like celebrities, and I can tell you're getting nervous because you're realizing what you just admitted. I'm not getting nervous. Sarah, snitches get stitches. You cannot tell what I said. I just mouthed it to myself. Sarah, snitches get stitches. But now that you have snitched on it. I didn't snitch. Clearly, you just blabbed about. I was joking. Blabbed about something you were a part of. I'm um, joking. Yeah, I would. I would. I want in on the action now that I know about. it. I know because I know the people that play, and I know that you would probably get hired for money to sit there and just cool people. Well, I mean, because nobody's more superstitious than like gamblers. Like, well, people who like gamble on sport, just gambling, gambling in general, super, super superstitious. Yeah, you have proven. Your power. The Dodgers should have won yesterday. Right. But instead, they just turned into, like, spastic buffoons, and uh-huh. it just it's all made no of me. sense. It made no sense. It's all because of my glorious, cursed your, power. Your curse. Damn this cursed, cursed power. power that I have. Yeah, if I can use it for profit. All right. 
So, like, I would go in. I'm trying to think of how to do it since I don't really know the skills other than just sitting there. Just, just exist. Just, That's uh, just existing. That's yeah. It. I can tell you right now, sometimes you suck the life out of me just when I'm sitting here. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, and I'm, like, like five feet away from you. Um, also, uh, knowing about your secret underground poker ring, um, our former neighbors here at the at our studio, our front employment radio studio, mm-hmm. Bream and Hanna, just said that they're kind of offended you never invited them to it. And also, I'm offended I was never invited as well. Well, I'm, I'm just saying I, I don't participate in it. I know it exists. I don't know all the details, but I know that it exists. That's all I'm going to say. It exists. Okay. It does not exist, I mean. What was I saying? It does not exist. Okay, so is there like a secret knock that I'm going to need to know to get into this it's thing? In a sec- it's, in a, it's in a place. It's in a secret location. And there's like a secret knock? Well, I mean, you know, well, these are long gone, but you know, like down here in Southeast Portland, there's so many, like after hours, there used to be so many after hours clubs yeah. around here that you go that wouldn't open until like three in the morning. Is this where you told me about the one that was in the cellar at the bar that you used to go into? No. Okay. But I did used to do that. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay, so... So it, I'll have to know a secret knock, I'm going to imagine. Do I need to wear a disguise? Because I probably have to wear a disguise no, in case somebody recognizes me. You're disguised. Because I don't want to be, I don't want them to know. Fine. No. So they're going to, they're probably going to know if, okay. if I get you into need a mustache. Thing, yeah, but I'm, this you is You do not need a mustache. Not they're be just going to be like, why the fuck is Greg wearing a mustache? No, they're not going to know who I am. Because I don't, I'm not going to know everybody. I'll have a hat. You're not going to be invited unless they know who you are. And I'll wear like different clothes that I normally wear. I'm trying to think if I should go gang member or if I should go more sophisticated, like like aloof. Stop saying gang member. This is like so embarrassing for you. Well, you know, I'm just trying to decide which one I should go for because obviously they can't know who I am. I can tell you 100. percent Don't go for gang member. I want to have a mustache. I really want a big mustache. So I think if I have the mustache. mustache. And some dark glasses, you know, and one of those big, like a swoopy hat, a swoopy hat that I wear. And like, um, what does Sherlock Holmes wear? Kind of a Sherlock Holmesy look, you know, like a, like an older British. Does he wear an ascot? Yeah, an ascot. I want to have an ascot. I don't think he wears an ascot, but okay. I, I feel like you really want to wear an ascot. I do want to wear an ascot. Yeah. So I want to wear an ascot, and I want to have my mustache, you know, my dark glasses, I don't be very, very serious, but also I can be cordial because I don't want to stand out too much. You know, I want to just be like, oh, he's just one of the guys. The weird guy with the ascot and the fake mustache is not going to stand out. I do kind of want to have an accent. But I mean, that just that further puts me away from being like anything uh, that, you know, any kind of cooler because everybody's like, oh, cool. There's a British guy here. You know, that's always fun. And so I can get tips from my buddy, uh, Mark the Brit. And so I can come in there and I'll be like, oh, hello. Just careful. Game of sports, of sporting chance, please. I'm here to play some cards and pass the time. More money than Why I know do what to do like with. Why you gravelly when you do it like, Ugh. Well, because that's how I picture him. You know, it's a little bit James Bond, a little bit more, oh, I don't know. He's lived a life, you know, that you're curious about, but I'm not going to tell you. And so, you sound Australian. You yeah, don't I, even I, sound, I did kind of yeah. switch to Australian there. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, th- again, that's part of the mystery. Nobody really knows. They'll be like, "So, where are you from originally?" I don't prefer to talk about it, but I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be here right now. That's where I am. I'd like to play a little sporting game of chance, please. Deal the cards, dealer. You know, and then they'll deal me the cards, and then uh, you know, I'll uh, I'll go from there. And then, obviously, I'll be able to cool things down. I'll also be able to, like, infiltrate the whole group. Like, how do you think your powers work? Do you just have to sit next to them? Do you have to, like, put your hand on their shoulder? Don't touch them. I'm not going to touch them. Yeah, don't touch them. I I mean, probably it's not a good idea for me to touch somebody. I would think that's Oh, I would absolutely think it's not a good idea. I mean, do I have to put my hand on their shoulder? Yeah, and then they're like, ooh, then it transfers. 
Hmm. Maybe you brush up against them and just, you know, I mean, I'm sure your presence is enough. Okay. I I can safely say from being in your presence a lot, it's very exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. So how much do I get paid for this? I don't know. Because then if it get, works, like I can get hired. Winnings. I can get hired to go all around. You know, I can mm-hmm. play my different characters. Like in, in this city, you know, I'm uh, Chadwick the Brit. Chadwick. Know? Chadwick. Yes, Chadwick. Actually, uh, hello. Yes, uh, here to play some cards with you. You know, and then I'll, I'll do that, and then and like in another city, you know, I'll be a gang member or something like that, and all kinds of. I can get hired around by these underground poker rings that you're a part of. So, and by the way, you probably should never have admitted this out loud. Because that is, um, well, anyway, now that we're criminals, I guess. Welcome we're to the criminal criminals. podcast. We're criminals. This is fine. I'm just joking. It's totally legal. It's in my friend's mom's basement. Everything's good. Man, snitches. All right. Well, you're going to have to get me in. Um, again. I don't know, but now you're threatening me saying that it's illegal. So maybe I just, we'll never talk about this again. Recommend that I am willing to put on disguises to get in there. And help this person make money in and make extra money off of their illegal gambling operation. So is there like slot machines and like this is a big like, you know, the, like you go underground and. I don't know. Well, it's it's more of like a. I told you like a. a I, I don't want to talk any more specifics about it. Are there tunnels? Yes, there are tunnels. There are tunnels involved. Is there like a guard and all that kind of thing? I think there might be a. A person at the door. There's a person at the door and a guard? I didn't say and a guard. Who are you, what are you doing? They're like dancing girls and stuff like that. Like what all goes on at this place? You want it to be the fucking, what is it from The Sopranos? The Boom Boom Room? Oh! That's what you want it to be. That's what I'm picturing it. No, I know that is. You're very easy to read. As soon as you start describing things, I'm like, what's he describing? Oh, yeah, he's describing something from so The Chad Sopranos. So Chadwick the Brit's not who I should be. I should be more of a tough guy. And that way they wouldn't even understand, like... Hey, I'm here to play some cards, you know, like something like that. You know, it's a guy from the streets. I just want to play a little poker. That's all I'm doing, you know. And then, oh, oh man, better luck next time. Sometimes your luck gets hot on, hot on you. You know, I'll say things like that, and they'll be like, oh man, he's okay. That guy's pretty cool. I think they'll just think you're having like an episode <laughs> or something. Wait, wait. <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Dickey's already giving me some lines here. You know, hey, you got the sausages. I like the sausage, you know, down at uh, uh, Tortellini's. Yeah, man, that's one of my favorite places I go to. Anyway, let's play a little bit of cards here. What do you think? Oh, man, buddy, that's a tough hand. You know, and then everybody starts losing around me. Uh, but but they're going to think, oh, man, he's but still a good guy. You'll be losing, too. You don't have luck. No, I'm getting paid on the back end. Oh. I don't care. I'm gambling with their money. And then I get I get a cut of all the money that the dealer makes. I like this new job. This is pretty good. So I'll have different characters for different places I go, you know, and uh, Chadwick the Brits. And then. Stop uh, with the Chadwick. It's yeah, I don't okay. know what my, my gangster name is. Pauly. I'm going to be Pauly. Hey, what's up? It's Pauly here. Yeah, let's play some, play some gods, guys. Yeah, wasn't that an actual character in The Sopranos? Well, Pauly's like the name of every gangster. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this is going to be great. So just get me in. Get me an interview. I'll see. You know I'm not. I, I regret bringing it up. I had a little business to take care of over in Northeast, but don't even worry about that. I'm here now. You give me those sausages yet? Yeah, this is going to be great. I'm really going to enjoy this. 
Stop talking about sausages. Jesus. Oh, with tortellinis, man. They got the best sausages. I'm nailing it. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. <clears throat> Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right. First up, a mystery man in Riverside, California, has become a social media star after dressing up as Forrest Gump and running around through the streets. Like Forrest Gump with the big beard. Like <laughs> after he's been like, you know, running for months uh-huh. and months and months. So uh, Riverside residents have been spotting this man dressed as uh, Tom Hanks' portrayal in the 1994 film uh, running around the city for weeks. So I guess people have been taking pictures of this guy. Nobody knows who it is. He's wearing a big beard, short shorts, looks exactly like Tom Hanks from Forrest Gump. And uh, so everyone's been posting their Gump sightings <laughs> online. I mean, is it just a guy running and he happens to have a beard? Or No, it's exactly like if you look it up, just like Forrest Gump, Riverside. It looks exactly. Okay. It's He's wearing a costume, clearly. Okay. But he is running around, getting some exercise, making some people happy. Uh, so I guess he, so people were able to figure out who he was, but he doesn't want to like talk about his identities. Like, it doesn't matter who I am. I'm not doing it for me. It's just something that took off and makes the community happy and makes people smile. There's a lot of bad things going on in the world, so it's nice to take a break from it. That would make me laugh if I was just driving and I saw someone yeah, dressed Yeah, it's all Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a thing of beauty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a costume. That's definitely a costume. Okay. All right. So this is kind of a sporadic World of crazy today. Um, going to Hawaii now, from California to Hawaii. <laughs> sunny state to sunny state, right, Greg? Um, yeah, that was good. Thanks. A judge in Hawaii ordered a man who had texted his ex-girlfriend 144 times in three hours. So, so what he was doing basically is this, uh, this guy was harassing his ex-girlfriend, and he texted her mean things 144 times in three hours. Jeez. So this judge decided to order him, uh, among other things, made the man actually write 144 compliments about his ex-girlfriend, <laughs> write them down, and send them to her. Okay, that's pretty great. Yeah, so that's, uh, so amongst uh, other things. So a Hawaiian judge ordered him to say 144 nice things about his ex-girlfriend after he violated a protection order, so she had broken up with him, and then he continued to text her and be a crazy pants. Is this enough of a punishment, though? Because this guy sounds scary. There's more, yeah. All right, so the judge said, for every nasty thing you said about her, you're going to write a nice thing about her. So this is uh, Judge Rhonda Liu, who told uh, this guy, uh, creepo Darren Young, uh, not allowed to repeat words or compliments that he sends them. So uh, he was ordered to stop contacting his ex, but two months later he called and texted her 144 times in three hours. Uh, he was arrested after that and spent 157 days in jail. So after his sentencing, he also received time served and was placed on two years probation. He also had twenty five, let's see, twenty five hundred dollars in fines and two hundred hours of community service. And then he also has the writing assignment that he has to complete as well. Wow. Yeah. She said, it's so childish think a grown-up man can be so text-happy. I hope you don't have a phone anymore, and if you do, I hope you don't have her number anymore. Do not write her. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty psychotic. Yeah, that's a little bit of a creepo move. I'm trying to find a picture of this guy just to see what to, what he looks like, but okay. Yeah, it's always like interesting to look at the pictures and say, can you see the crazy? Uh, can you see the can crazy? Can you identify it? Mm-hmm. Hey, Greg, I know the answer to this question. Yeah. Do you love the scent of fried chicken? Well, I like chicken strips. There's kind of a difference. I like to specify. 
I'm a chicken man, but I'm more of a fried chicken strips rather than... So it's fried chicken. Well, yeah, it is, but All right. it's a specific... Well, if you want to smell like the thing that you love... I mean, I am a chicken man. I've talked about this yes, before. Yes, I know. I know. Well, KFC is now releasing a limited supply of chicken-scented bath bombs. Remember, oh, we just gross. learned what bath bombs are. That will leave you smelling like their magical 11 secret herbs and spices. That is gross. <clears throat> so the fast food chain, so this is happening in Japan right now, but I think you can order it on the internets. Uh, they've released a drumstick-shaped soap that will cause an explosion of the 11 secret herbs and spices in your bathtub. Gross. And make you smell like sweet, sweet chicken. All right, so KFC Japan has te- uh, teamed up with uh, Japanese novelty retailers Village Vanguard to launch their latest campaign. So, all right, oh, so I guess they're not selling it yet. They're going to sell it after, but right now you can win it. So you apply it in a contest, and they get um, there are a hundred lucky winners who will get to enjoy smelling like fried chicken after a hot, steamy chicken-smelling bath. Mmm, mm, chicken. So this isn't the first time that KFC has released fried chicken-scented products. Uh, fried chicken lovers also love the fried chicken-scented sunscreen, lip balm. And remember the candles? They had all no. the different, like, scents of candles. Sure. Yes. So uh, right now, they're no, they have no current plans to launch the product in America. But they're excited to see how it fares in Japan. So far, a lot of people are vying to win this contest. Yeah. So it could be a thing of the future. Okay. Chicken-smelling bath bombs. Mm. Why did you make that noise? Something smells like chicken in here. Oh, it's me. It was my bath bomb. Once you meet me in the bathroom. You know, that's I'm thinking, you know, and then you light some candles and throw a chicken bomb in the bathroom. It sounded when, the way you were grunting and saying, Meet me in the bathroom. <laughs> it sounded like you wanted no, for, uh, the sexy to do a different bubble kind of bath. bomb. Okay. Sexy chicken bubble bath? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, got a couple Florida stories out of Sebastian, Florida. Oh, the Sebastian Police Department came to the scene of an area after receiving a call about a man walking around yelling at the top of his lungs in his underwear. Yes, this was this morning. John Paul Maine, 63 years old, was found walking around in his underwear. Uh, He told officers he was lost and then started yelling and using profanities at the top of his lungs. Uh, So the police asked the male subject to lower his voice so he did not wake anyone up (laughs) due to it being 2.30 in the morning. He continued to yell, screaming profanities, and in doing so, woke up residences. While police did determine that he was intoxicated and advised him he was under arrest, he was placed in handcuffs and all was fine until he started to scuffle. While walking It's really hard to fight somebody when you're in your underwear. I mean, that's rule. Just let it all hang out. It's real risky. It is. It seems like a r- real risky business. Yeah. Sarah is congratulating herself right now. She just did finger guns and is patting herself on the back for the risky business. Because he does thing the thing that where she accidentally talk- did and now caught it after she said it and realized, ooh, I did a thing there. I like to surprise myself with puns. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's fun about having a simple mind sometimes. You to surprise yourself. <laughs> while walking him uh, to the vehicle, well, yeah, while walking the suspect to the vehicle, uh, he started to tense up and resist 
the police officer said. He turned toward me aggressively, and at that time I escorted him to the ground. I like how they phrase that. Escorted him to the ground. I'm sure they comfortably. They just gently rested, placed All right, him. Sir, I'm going to you. Go ahead. On the pavement. Here's a pillow for your head. Head to the ground now, please. Yes. Uh, after Blue. he was wriggling around on the ground, he then calmed down, told the officer he was done. And complied with the officer's command. He also ceased yelling. Well, he was transported to the Indian River County Jail, where bond was set at $500. I don't know. John Paul Maine could still be sitting there. It was just this morning. All right. And finally, a 53-year-old Florida woman was arrested in Palm Bay. Palm Bay seems to be coming up a lot. Really? Palm mm-hmm. Bay? Okay. Palm Bay, yeah. Um, Palm Bay. Port St. Lucie? Well... I don't think anything can ever beat Port St. Lucie. Yeah. But I haven't had anything from Port... Well, the stories I've had from Port St. Lucie just aren't even... I can't even make anything of them, or else they're terrible. Like, they end poorly. Face-eating? So. Well, if it was face-eating, I'd tell you. Okay. I mean, I, I owe it. You owe it to the people. I owe it to the people. I mean, I could... If I had a solid Port St. Lucie face-eating story, I would... That is my responsibility. It is. To share it. Good. All right. Anyway. Oh, okay. Palm Bay is... Just north of Port St. Lucie. How close? Really close? Uh, pretty close. Let's see here. I'll get the actual... Get the coordinates, Palm Greg. Palm Bay, Florida. Let's get our directions here. It's an hour. An hour north. Oh, there's something in the water. Yeah. Yeah, that little stretch there. Okay. Okay. All right. So this woman, 53-year-old woman, Florida woman, was arrested in Palm Bay after biting her husband... When he changed their computer password at home, and he didn't tell her what it was. Well. Police say that Mary Jo King of, Palm, do that again. of Palm Bay got into a verbal altercation with her husband after he secretly changed the computer password. The officer said the defendant then shouted that her husband knew the password. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Before jumping on his back where she began striking him. Wow. Well, Mary Jo King was latched onto her husband's back, Ew. and that's when she It says latched? Latched. Just like attached to the back, like a, like a cat jumping on <laughs> So she was latched onto her husband's back, and that's when Mary Jo King bit him on his head. Ew. The husband had marks on his head that were God. consistent with being bit. So I'm sure it's teeth marks. Well, uh, King's son told police that he heard a loud verbal uh, argument and observed his mother again, I'm not ready, I didn't write this, latched onto his father's back while biting his head. Well, when like, is he just spinning around trying to get her off? Like, I don't know. Well, when officers questioned Mary Jo King, she was uncooperative and told them yeah. that she was going to ignore them. That's how you ignore someone is telling them that you're going to ignore them. Why did he change the password? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Well, Mary Jo King was arrested for domestic violence and was transported to jail. Along with all of her many, many, many Palm Bay, Florida friends. I go, that's your older kid. What are you playing with over there? No. All right. What's going on? Well, should we do just some quick ball talk? Very quick ball talk. As I discuss what is your concerns, my revelations mm-hmm. about myself. 
Again, I may choose to go back to live in denial. I'm not entirely sure yet. Fib and Nibbler. I'm not Fib and Nibbler. Stop saying that. Oh, Mike in the chat says, um, sorry about the Florida woman, said changing the password and not disclosing it is a biteable offense. Oh. Wow. We've got the real divisive issue. Yeah. Biteable offense. Dang. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Houston Astros won the World Series yesterday. Did you watch the end of that when that guy proposed to his girl? Oh my! Will you let me do ball talk? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't think that you put some. It was a great. Oh god! What is on my screen right now that I was going to talk about? Oh my! Yes, god. that is what I was going to talk about. I'm sorry. I'm just going to start guessing the ending of your world of crazy stories from I'm now on. I'm sorry. I'm the cooler to your ball talk. You well, you did. You just cooled me. I cooled me. your ball. Your ball no, you talk. You tanked me. You tanked it. Oh, does that make me tank, girl? That'd be okay. Not in the way that you think it is. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Anyway, yes, the Houston Astros <laughs> won the World Series. After the game, another event happened. He's glaring at me. Just like, you're such a blurter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you spoil the ending of television shows for people a lot. I do not. I'm very careful to not spoil the endings of television. Didn't you shows. spoil one for our friend Jessica? <laughs> I can't even remember because you one. blurted out the, the ending. Oh, you haven't watched that far. Oh, oops. No, it wasn't the ending. It was something. Well, and granted, the show we're talking about is like 15 years old. But I accidentally thought that she was further than she was. Oh yeah, I remember now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was did a couple Did you blurt and ruin something? I did. She was kind of mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one time, though. I don't think that's the only time. All right, well, anyway. Um, no, I did want to talk about this because I, th- I just think it's weird. I think it's weird. So Houston Astros won the World Series, and uh, after the game, Carlos Correa of the Houston Astros, you know, they're having their whole celebration, and the media's all around, and... Uh, you know, they're taking pictures of everything. He decides to, on camera, get down on a knee and propose to his girlfriend. Did it on live television. Proposed to his girlfriend. Okay. Now, you know, anything? very romantic and all of that stuff, I guess. Okay, but here's the... my opinion. Okay, do it. <clears throat> why would you do that then? That is so funny because we had the same discussion. That's why it stood out for me. Well, first of all, did you see how fucking big that ring was? Well, he's... Uh, that who was knows the what his biggest is. I mean, diamond I have ever seen. Well, you're looking at a very, very, very wealthy person. Yes, I know. I mean, but yeah, but that's what we were talking about because I was actually working last night, and that was the thing. It's like that's kind of weird that he's proposing. He's like, so was he just holding on to the ring, and if they didn't win, the, well, was this, he going to return it? These are my questions. Yeah. yeah. So what? What was his plan there? Because yeah, there's a good you know there was a possibility they weren't going to win the championship. He didn't know they weren't going to win. Unless he listened to me predict that the Dodgers were going to win. But then so. So yeah, what? Also, isn't winning a World Series enough? Like for that moment, like you—that's a pretty big moment in your life. Can't you just enjoy a World Series moment and then also make another great moment where you propose to your girlfriend? Like, why you got to mash them all together? You're upset with the mashing. I'm upset with the mashing. Like, why are you mashing them all together like that? You just like saying mashing because it reminds you of Gail the Snail. I love Gail the Snail. I know, but yeah, she's mashing it. 
But no, I mean, it just seems like a weird time to do it to me. Maybe I mean, I'm a little cynical. No, and I don't think uh, but like what if that it doesn't wasn't the work, weird thing. What if was... it doesn't work out? And then forever, his World Series win is going to be like, oh, oh man, I remember where the World Series Oh, but that's also where I met Cindy. So right? you're the, so you're the cooler of his love. Yeah, kind so of. So he can't like celebrate, he can't have like two wonderful things happen at the same time. Because two will not do. Yeah, okay. Only one. Looking in the live chat here, funemploymentradio.com slash live, Nipple says, yeah, you make your girlfriend share your engagement with a World Series win. It's weird. It is weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing. It's weird to mash them together like that. Stop saying mash. Like, why couldn't he after that, you know, because clearly they're going to be celebrating for, you know, weeks on end. There's going to be a parade. Do it maybe at the parade or something. Or do it uh, when you go on your tropical island getaway to celebrate your World Series win. Then do it. I'm criticizing their love. I, I am. You criticizing. are. You're cooling their love. I'm. I'm criticizing the way they went out about their love. You're like, and yeah, hey, I want to cool. That it. guy can't live his life the way he wants to. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to judge him for it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Okay. Just want to make sure we're clear. Let's make sure that is 100 percent clear. I'm just saying, if I had won the World Series, that would not be the time for something like that. Mashed them together. But congratulations on winning World Series. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Wow, Greg. Wow, Greg. You really outgregged yourself today, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Tomorrow, I want to give a total. I need, I have a big update. On my uh, Sasquatch uh, confessions, the the Squatch Sasquatch confessions. Sasquatch confessions. I may need to come up with a new uh, audio piece for that. I think you need I'll to work on that tomorrow. No, because this guy is the biggest tool I think I have ever like encountered on the internet. Like I mean, not just like an, I mean, not like asshole, but like just the most douchey person I think I've ever seen. The guy who's writing the Bigfoot story. Yes. No, I know what you're talking about. He is absolutely so in love with himself and his adoring fans. Oh my God, the tales that he has to tell. All right, well, we'll we'll get back into it tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm so excited to let everybody know what's going on. For Squatch Confessions. Um, But we do have an update on something that we need to talk about that has been posted publicly. Yes! So in case you were unaware... The first ever Portland Podcast Festival is going to be taking place on December 2nd at the Hawthorne Theater. One month from today. One month from today. We want everyone to get tickets to this because we it's going to be so much fun. We have And we still have more stuff to announce that's going to be a part of it. But I'll tell you what it is right now. Um, you can go to pdxpodfestival.com. And that's where you can pick up your tickets. You can take a look at all of the 13 different podcasts that will be part of this festival. All local, doing, all awesome. Yep, all doing live shows on stage, two different stages that we'll have uh, going. And you can come in and, and such a wide variety of podcasts. All of that will be happening. And, of course, Sarah and I will be doing Fun Employment Radio on stage. Um, the tech show that I do with Digital Trends, Trends with Benefits, will also be there as well. So... And then all these other podcasts. It's just going to be so much fun. And it's cool because, like, you get to see everything that's, like, based here in Portland. There are yeah. so many talented people, of course, all around the world. But here in Portland, you get to see, like, people who are just here. Yeah. Yeah. And Peers, it's, it's social people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're all, uh, you know, 20-minute live versions of their shows. And it's a little, taste then, a little sampler platter. Yeah. It's a sampler platter of mm-hmm. podcasts. It's the first, first ever festival. first The first annual. And... On top of that, we've got something else going on with it. 
because the podcasts will wrap up about 10 p.m. that night. And immediately following that, we'll begin the after party, which is just we kind of switch it over from the podcast. And then we just start partying. And in order to help accommodate that partying, which is all Stop included. partying. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of bands that are going to play. Oh, snap. On stage, the Hawthorne Theater. Number one, the High Pets. Oh, who are fantastic. They're amazing. They just opened for Bush. They did just open for Bush. Mm-hmm. Band out of Alaska. Um, happens to be a couple of friends of mine that are in that band. Ours. Ours. They're my yes, friends, they too. Are, they are your friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, they will be coming down, and they will be performing. Becky will rock your socks off. She's fucking Becky's, phenomenal. Becky's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Card player's all right. It is okay. And then after that... They did make a cute kid. The full extravaganza... <gasps> Of Courage will yeah! be on stage. A full, loud rock version. Oh, my God. A full you set. Did, you did an acoustic one this summer. Kind of, Right yeah, after my did, surgery, I remember that was like We did a weird acoustic practice that. thing that happened to be because we all had to be in the same place at the same time. Courage shall be performing. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. It's been got a couple, few years. Yeah, it's been... Three years. Oh shit! I think since I am, we last did our, our big show, the big there full is rock version of a show, like a courage show. So you get to listen to all this amazing like podcasting. Get to you know just mix and mingle, like yeah, hang out friends, with friends, have some drinks. We have some awesome sponsors. We're yeah, wait we'll, to tell you about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, just come hang out, pick up your tickets. Oh, I want to give my uh, my daily shout out. Big thanks to Jeff. Jeff wrote in and Jeff said, just uh, following instructions and letting you know I bought my ticket. Looking forward to the event. Uh, I hope I know you guys will be super busy, but hopefully you'll get a chance to say hi. Jeff, we always have time to say hi to you. Thank you so much for getting your tickets. That is amazing. And Ben. Our buddy Ben. Ben says, hey friends, got my tickets. Looking forward to this. Your events are always rad. Hope you're both doing well. Ben, you're always rad. And thank you for supporting us. Thank you very much. All right, we'll pick up your tickets now. pdxpodfestival.com. Of course, like it on Facebook and us on Facebook and Twitter and all of that, all of that stuff, all, of all the these things. things, all of the things. Oh, that and you just played me right on him. I sure did. You're never gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun and